I did not have sexual relations with that woman. You can't handle the truth. Fuck you, Deputy Stike. Fuck you. You are a liar. You are a self-confessed liar. If you stop waffling, we might get some work on you. Where'd you get these two guys from? Right? Would well, you like a sweetie? Arnie, cut. Get out. Get out. Smith, touch, what a touch. Money Smith. Touch For me, looking at that video, that cat hadn't done anything wrong. I'm going to Puerto Rico to kick your ass. And that's the bottom line. Cause Stone Cold sets up. Look in my eyes. What do you see? The cult of personality. Um, Kieran, welcome to episode 101. <laughs> in our three year no. spawn but I think what we all actually we're, episode... we're jumping back to nine Adam. yeah I was about yeah. to say yeah 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 so what episode nine is it yeah the euphoria is gone you know the euphoria is gone um, one of our I'm not, I don't want to I actually to be honest with you I found that was episode 100 of the podcast if anyone wants to listen do check it out I feel so that was one of our better episodes Kieran Kieran how are you Grand Adam it's very cold out there it's very nippy oh my god man we're expecting snow the weekend seemingly but yeah, Kieran, we're being heated up tonight by some Champions League action. Newcastle taking on uh, PSG in Paris. Um, Newcastle lead 1-0 here at halftime. Darren Maloney on commentary. Uh, we now have it on mute to record the podcast. Nothing to do with Darren Maloney. Um, but it's been a good first half of Newcastle, hasn't it? Ah, yeah, we all love Darren Maloney. That's, we do love Darren Maloney. That's a fact. I but, do uh, love Darren Maloney. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Newcastle are in great form, as we'll chat about later on. Uh, but yeah, Champions League is a bit dusty this year, Adam. We're not really it's into it. It's very dusty. It it's is. fairly, fairly dusty. Yeah. And probably even dustier next year. Never be the same as what yeah, it was. It's going to be in the pits next year, man. It's changing to a league format. Mm. Um, I think 24 teams, 8 games. Um, there's a very bald man. I assume he's a referee. Um, speaking of referees, Kieran. Good segue, thank you. Um, the game last night between Fulham and They're all, They all go to Turkey on their holidays. <laughs> all, like, they all have pictures of Howard Webb on their wall um, the game last night between Fulham and Wolves we're not going to like dwell on this too much but there was a very interesting post-match um, interview with the Wolves manager Gary O'Neill um, and I don't know if I'm reading between the lines here but he more or less said that he feels VAR is kind of redundant and that I don't know if he thinks there's like an agenda against Wolves or something but other than the sending off of Tim Ream, and I think there was actually a bad tackle as well, I, I think it was Kearney in the build-up to the second penalty. Um, could have been a red card. Other than, than that, like, if I'm saying that other than that as if they're, they mean very little. They mean quite a lot. But other than that, do you, did you think the game was that badly refereed? To be honest with you, um, I didn't watch this game. Oh. As I usually don't watch Monday Night Football if it involves two teams like this. Mm. And if you were watching this game, 
you have a very sad little life. <laughs> Unless you're a Wolves and Fulham fan. But, uh, Which, in, in essence, <laughs> is a sad life as well, I suppose. Well, that's very true. It's the circle of life, really. But It is. Um, no, I didn't, I didn't watch the full game. But from the decisions I've seen... I, I, I more or less thought the ref got them spot on and, and Willian, Willian what a player Adam uh, two penalties Premier League legend actually I'm going to send you this picture of Willian now hold on you may stay can we call it the Willian what, please well I got a text off Jerry today and he wants us to call it the Garnacho <sighs> to which I said not a hope and he said if it's not called the Garnacho I won't be tuning in right. and I said Grants I'm alright with losing the viewer <laughs> <laughs> so but with that being said, Kieran, I think it's a nice segue. You know, you said you want to name the episode after William. Um, have you got a Hall of Fame this week, Kieran? Is it William? <sighs> no, my Hall of Fame is uh, Lewis Diaz's dad celebrating <laughs> Trent Alexander Arnold's goal. <laughs> he looks lost. <laughs> yeah, he did actually. He did. He did. <laughs> and he did. I don't think he knew the cameras were at him, and he was just waving. And I don't know what he was doing, but. Man, I think the clueless element got it for me. It was a part of the game, right? I was watching the game on Saturday with, with Dylan, and the, the camera just cut to the crowd. And this was before the goal. And I think it was just after Diaz came on. And it was just a random man in the crowd. And it wasn't until Sky Sports, I think it was Peter Drury, goes, oh, that's Lewis Diaz's father, whatever. Um, obviously, look at they had an awful time recently, like which is, wasn't really covered on the podcast because we were in between podcasts. Um, thankfully, he's all right now. But that was fucking scary as fuck. But yeah, no, it was funny when he scored or when Trent scored and it cut to him. And he's just like, what, what am I doing here? <laughs> I said to him, like, all the millions in the world and he's in the away end. Like, maybe that's what he wanted, to be fair. But I don't know. Um, for my Hall of Fame, Kieran, just to be contrary to your Hall of Fame, I'm going to pick Lewis Diaz's dark celebrating when he scored for Columbia. <laughs> Is that is getting it one way or another? Right. No, no. Do you know what? I'm going to give it to uh, the return of CM Punk. Come Yes, better. Um, See, this is my, this is my tactical reading of things. Right. Go on. CM Punk is going to win no matter what. I don't think he will. I yeah. think you'll find um, a footballer's father who was celebrating a goal. You see, a lot of people don't like Liverpool, so you could be right, actually. Yeah, that's my, that's my reasoning. Right, okay. yeah. So See, you, every- want, you want CM Punk to go in is what you're saying? Everything's tactical. Everything's tactical, you know. Um, the cult of personality Kieran returned on Saturday evening. Around, um, we were in McGowan's when this was going down. Funny enough, um, we came down with another bad dose of McGowan Town fever. It's too often. An, I think. Awful, an awful dose this time, Kieran. I, I think you 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 peer pressured me into going on. I believe we did. Yeah, yeah me and Dean. Um, and actually, I, to be fair, man, from from what it's worth, McGowan's actually quite good inside. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, like they, I they wish had, I was more rested, though. Yeah, I was wrecked by the end of it. Yeah. They had Christmas music on at one point as well, which I really enjoyed. Um, so, yeah, it was good crack. But, yeah, I came home, Kieran, to at about, it must have been like five to four. And I threw on the end of Survivor Series, just missed it. But CM Punk had returned. Um, like the, the sad little man I am, I chanted CM Punk <laughs> in a monotone way. So, no one else in the world would hear me. Um, I, went, I knocked into Dave and I said, Dave, see how Punk's back? And he goes, that's great, yeah. Uh, good night. <laughs> I was like, right, good night, Dave. So, uh, yeah. started crying then. <laughs> he was like, please leave me alone, will you? Just go to bed. Like. Um, but yeah, see how Punk, man, he's returning. WrestleMania 40 
is around the corner. Me and Dave are going to Philadelphia. Uh, uh, I, I cannot fuck away. It's gonna be. Amazing. He'll be gone by then. He, he won't. He'll, he'll be around. <laughs> don't don't wreck the buzz like that. But yeah, so Luis Diaz's father taking on CM Punk's return this week. Kieran. Um, the weekend that wasn't the football, Kieran. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. A lot of weekends, I see nearly every kick of a ball. Um, this weekend was not one of them. Um, but I did see the majority of it, Kieran, I suppose. Starting off on Saturday afternoon, what has te- typically been the biggest game of the Premier League calendar the past few seasons, Liverpool and Man City, um, usually of high quality. And I would argue that Saturday wasn't one of those of high-caliber quality as I would probably put it, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest game of football on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, and I think it's all it's all caused by by Liverpool's negative style of play. Uh, <laughs> I think they they Klopp set them up to with a jumbo double decker bus uh, <laughs> in front of of uh, their own half, and mm. and it worked to a certain extent. You know, uh, you seldom see Liverpool with forty percent possession in a game like Very this. True. And I think it just shows that that Liverpool's midfield can't compete with the likes of City anymore. You know, it, it it's it's a good midfield in the sense that Sabozlai is good, but then after that you're looking at the likes of Curtis Jones, and to be honest with you, McAllister, is he that great? I'm not too I'm not too setting him. Yeah, mm. um, I think Sabozlai's made a good start, but other than that, I, I think midfield midfield wise Liverpool are a bit lapse. Mm. I think this led to a game where City just dominated the ball. Six percent. I think Klopp realizes that Liverpool can't compete on on that front anymore. They're not the Gagan press of old, and to be fair, he has every right to do it. But um, yeah, I, I I thought Liverpool did well to get a result out of this one. Yeah, um, I don't know. I thought it was a game like just to touch on the midfield situation. Sabozlo has been very good for Liverpool since coming in. Um, I think he's really he settled in quite quickly as well, which I was surprised that I thought he might have taken a while. McAllister for me. And it's frustrating because, to be honest with you, I actually thought Saturday was one of his better games. Um, and I think the reason being, I know you're saying we sat back, whatever, but in a game against Man City, it there does t- seem there does tend to be more, you know, space in front of their defense, space in between their midfield, etc. Because of how they play, which is so going forward on the front foot, mm-hmm. playing the ball forward, etc. So if you do get a chance to counter, usually you can. And there was a few times on Saturday when McAllister actually did really well playing the ball forward and stuff and it's simple things like like literally just playing the ball five yards forward but I think for Liverpool fans like we've been starved of it for years with the likes of Henderson midfield because <clears throat> as you very well know he, he tends to he loves a lateral pass you know but well Henderson won things he did he mm. did well McAllister has been at the club for, for three months girl. Yeah. so I don't know where you're expecting him to win three months yeah. but um, I think McAllister's being played out of position which is very frustrating from a Liverpool point of view. By Jurgen Klopp? Yeah, and I think the reason is because there isn't that kind of cutting-edge defensive midfield that's playing that position. And that, again, that leads to then the likes of Kors Jones, who again, I don't think has been too bad. Like What we're talking here is if Liverpool are in crisis, they're a point off the top of the table, like we're mm. having lost one game with this kind of shoddy midfield that you're alluding to. Um, well, which I... I Disagree with Nashi enough. <laughs> um, I well, don't. I don't think that's the reason why it was. It was a bit of a, a lackluster game, to be honest with you. But yeah, well, I mean, they didn't put it up. They didn't put it up to City like Chelsea did at Stamford Bridge a few a few weeks ago. Um, 
But we also in, in the sense where, goals. where they sat 11, 11 men behind the ball. It, it didn't make for as good as a uh, good, good a watch as that game did. Um, well, I, what, I, I thought, that I, thought if... I thought Chelsea versus City was much more aesthetically pleasing on the eye but for what, the neutral. What, what does that matter when we both come out the same amount of points and Chelsea conceded more goals? Like what? What does that tell you about Chelsea? It, that's entertainment, baby. That's yeah, entertainment. Chelsea also stripped, shipped three. The weekend against Newcastle in a in a in a game where Liverpool came back to win two one, having been ten men down. So like, is that is that a good or a bad barometer to go by? An entertaining games, you know. Oh, you get the same result. Don't get me wrong, but it's yeah, not. But we, we didn't practice. It's not how Liverpool would have played that game in the past. That's my point. But they would. They would have had the majority of possession what, what in the first half. The point in general? They would have been three 0 up on City in the first half. That's not true. They would have been. They would have been three 0 up. How many times have we been? They would have exuded the in the past ten years. I think you'd be very surprised, Asante. Uh, have you beaten them once or twice? I'd say we've beaten them twice in ten years at the Etihad. So this this illusion that Liverpool, oh my God, Anthony Gordon gets taken down by Skriniar. Um This illusion that Liverpool would have gone to the Etihad and stormed the Trino victory is false. Like, I don't know where you're getting that from. Well, they would have played the game different. I, That's I, my point. I, I, yeah, but I, I don't really know what the problem is with that, though. If you haven't got the tools at hand to play a certain way... Then That's why, my point. Yeah, but what's the problem with it? There's no problem with it. I'm just saying it's, it, it won't last forever this way, where, where Liverpool actually come out with a result. I think they could have very easily not come out with a result the weekend. Uh, for but example, that's, that's, the goal you scored... Really. The goal you scored came from a breakaway. Yeah. It was almost 2-0. Very Liverpool involved. Trent, Trent's not game. tracking back. Trent ends up coming up the other end and scoring. Yeah. That could have easily been 2 0 as opposed to 1 0. But it wasn't. It wasn't. But so this is my point. Again, I think you're depending on luck more than I, you were before. That wasn't instead luck, of winning the game. That, that was pure quality. That's not Liverpool of all. That, that goal was Liverpool of all. It was a counter down the fucking left hand side into Salah, Salah into Trent, and Trent strikes it. That was very much Liverpool of all, that goal. In essence, of what you're saying, that was Liverpool of all. I don't, I don't really I don't really understand that. I, I really don't understand the point you're making. That's why I keep saying, what is your point? Because I don't get it. it like I, I don't see the problem with Liverpool playing this park to us tactic that you're talking about. Well that is my point. But what's the problem? How, how long can this how how long can Liverpool sustain this style of play under Jurgen Klopp? Because that's not the that's not it, initially when Jurgen Klopp first came in, that's not the style of play he built. So it, does he specialise in this style of play enough to play it throughout the whole season? Is my point in the bigger bigger games? I I would probably say yes. To okay. be honest with you, I, I I don't like if Liverpool were and this yeah I was gonna say it's not a big Chelsea it is if Liverpool were in Chelsea's position and you were having this argument I'd completely agree with you, but we're a point off the top with this bad midfield that you're alluding to. Yeah, but without having fully hit top gear. Top gear. Like, I don't think there's a top gear coming for Liverpool. That's there my point. There's no there top gear. There's no such thing. But what, what's, it, it, what's, there used to be top gear three or four though? years ago. What does suggest that though? What gives you that opinion? Do you know? Other than that's just what you think. Because I don't know how true that is. We're actually two points off the top. Excuse me. Arsenal are now top. Um, like if you said to me at the start of the season that Liverpool would be where they are having played Man City away, Brighton away, Spurs away, Newcastle away, Wolves away, Chelsea away, be toured two points off the top having played those games in which we dropped multiple points last season and still be you know 
in contention. Like last year, we lost Brighton away. We lost Wolves away. Lost the City away. Um, beat Spurs away. Haha. And did we draw Chelsea away last year? Yeah, no, all I think. So I'm fairly comfortable where Liverpool are on the table at the minute. I'm. I, I still like. None, nothing has happened to suggest that we're gonna be not up there come the end of the season. I don't think. Newcastle four, Chelsea one. Um, I for one think that Chelsea got exactly <laughs> what they deserved. Do you know what? I actually, I, I do, I do agree to a certain extent. Although I, I like to deflect uh, this loss and say that it is down to the international break. I do think it's it's it was, it's very much a case of, uh, players coming back, the intensity's not there, you know. There's lots of Chelsea players on international duty, and it's it, it's strange. It's always strange after the international break. You don't get a full training session, you know, or a full group of training sessions. Uh, miss still missing in Kunku, um, you know, and Kunku's coming back. It's all rosy in the garden come next week. Is it yeah. really though? You know, uh, you I, I, I always think I always think Newcastle away is a tough fixture as well. It's always is it though? it's a very tough fixture. I, I think lots of teams struggle there. Um, I disagree. So I, I lend to the fact that you know this is a minor blip in the form. You know the form's okay. Form's okay. Checking potential penalty here. I was about to say. Um, yeah. I think it was a penalty, but. Um, do you think Newcastle is a hard place to go then? I think so. I think it's very far north in England. You and know, it's that way. And, and to go it's there. a long bus journey. I think, man. I, I honestly know. Hand on heart, think Chelsea are so poor. So poor. Explain yourself now. I so a good friend and patron of the show, Sandy McCabe, said on Friday afternoon that he thinks um, the front line <laughs> has an average age of twenty-two, and this this is a front line. That has more. That goals. cannot be true. That the front line Sterling's that has more in his goals 40s, than all of Liverpool's attacking line combined. Again, not true. That's not true. Like. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do think it is a case where Pochettino was outclassed um, in this tactically outclassed by Eddie Howe. Is that, yeah, well, that, that's very worrying. That is very worrying. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I think his tactics were shit on Saturday, <laughs> um, and that led to the loss. They absolutely outplayed us. Um, Reece James gets sent off. Not his fault. Right. The ref was stupid to give him the first yellow. He didn't even kick the ball away. He, okay. ta- he tapped it to one of the Newcastle players and he gave a yellow card. Right. Refs have too much power now. Um, um, the the youth on show for Chelsea. Benoit, Badia Shile, 22. Great player. Leslie, Ogokchukwu. Ogokchukwu, yeah. Uh, 19. Um, two stinkers dropped from them. <laughs> Hold on, they actually weren't the worst players on the pitch. Well, the worst player on the pitch was Thiago bad. Silva, but how never? Thiago Silva will let him off because he's old. But no, I do think I do. So think it is just, a case, just just for it for is, argument's sake. Um, Palmer, uh, Ugo Chukwu, Badi Shile, um, Caicedo comes on. Armando Broja, uh, Maduake. Are these the players that you're thinking are going to help Chelsea contend for league in a couple of years? No, not those players specifically now. I'm talking, we, I'm talking about the likes of the Nkunku's coming back. The likes right. of the Lavias. Lavia? We, Lavia that we beat Lavia. Liverpool to. Liverpool couldn't even get Lavia. 
That's ridiculous. I, I, I don't think we've lost out, Carol. Yeah, that's what you were, yeah, you were in for him though, and he's couldn't get. We were, we were definitely in for him, but yeah. I feel like we've come out looking better with Gravenberg. With Endo, yeah, Enzo. Endo's a great little en- player. Enzo Fernandez. Endo's better than Enzo. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, Endo over Enzo. Do me every a favor, Adam. Um, and move on, Carol. That I will. Arsenal won. Brentford nil. Kai Havertz. Oh, baby, do you know what that was? Uh, Kai Havertz is the best on earth. Uh, Not. It was a good goal, Kieran. He took a to well. To be fair, it was your typical Kai Havertz goal. It was a lovely, lovely headed finish, you know. Yeah, Chelsea could have done with two or three on Saturday. Um, Brentford, man. It was actually a pretty good game from what I saw. Um, I think Brentford, or sorry, Arsenal did have a goal early on from Trossard, real though, for offside. Like, absolute hairline. I don't know how these officials give them, to be honest. Um... But I'm going to say it now. I think this Arsenal side is 10 times, maybe 20 times the side that it was last year. I, th- I think this Arsenal side is actually the real deal. I think it's a lot of media drivel that that's the case. And I think it, I think the likes of Gary Neville is, is coming. I knew you were going to bring up Gary Neville. The, and I'm bringing it up because I saw Neville's tweet last night and I agreed with him. Sorry, yeah. He's saying the exact same thing. When Arsenal were were way better last year, no, disagree. They they had the, their disagree. best chance of winning the league was last year. No, when no other teams were competing for other than them. And Man that City. was the best chance. And Man best City. chance. Well, Man City are still there. Liverpool are there now. Newcastle are there. Newcastle aren't Spurs there. Spurs are there. Newcastle aren't there. Aston Villa are there. Newcastle aren't there. They're close enough. They're not really. All right. Well. I think there's a lot more teams competing now than there was last year, which makes it more difficult for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, Arsenal very, very lucky to get away with this 1-0. They had two goal-line clearances. They were very, very lucky to get away with, with, with a win there. And I suppose you could say, at least they won. Yeah, which is true. Oh, good um, play with Pope. But I do think this Arsenal side isn't as good as last year. I think for that very reason, though, that you're saying that like essentially how the Saracen side isn't like they're getting away with lucky things and stuff like that like it was the same last year was it though it absolutely was yeah was it yeah I don't they agree they got away though. with a lot last year I, I honestly man if you look at the last time they played Brentford um, away they won 3-0 early on in September right they were cruising at that time you fast forward to this season and I think with the Champions League football, with the rotation of the squad, like I, I think I think Arsenal dug it out, like, and that is in essence a sign of a side who was improved. Kieran, that that's what it is, and I, I I think I was looking at the Arsenal team and I was like, I don't know, like Saka's a good player, I do rate Saka, but I wouldn't have Saka like starting for Liverpool. I wouldn't have Saka getting ahead of anyone at Man City. Same with Martinelli. You might take him in a few years when Salah's 35. But this is legs, legs are decrepit. This is it, and still scoring 30 a season somehow. Um, yeah, but dream Salah. They're not, they're not really... Like, I put it this way. They don't put fear into me like how City, City do. But after that game on Saturday, I've kind of looked at them in a different light. I'm, be, I'm being deadly serious, like... I think this Arsenal side is much better than last season and and I think I think Arteta to his credit has learned from the fact that you can't play how they played all last season and think you're gonna come out on top in the end. Do you know? 
And I, I, I think this Arsenal team has come on in droves, really. All right, then. And I think the reason why they got lucky as well, by the way, on Saturday was down to the fact that Ramsdale is in goal because I think he's a liability. I don't, I don't think he's a great oh. goalkeeper at all. I think David Roy is much better and gives much more stability. And if you look at the chances that they conceded that kind of were goal line clearances, they were down to Ramsdale being petulant. And I, I think they got lucky in that sense. Do you know but what? I, I do think it's better Arsenal side. I think that whole that whole pre pre Madonna uh, managerial decision from Arteta describes describes the situation perfectly. The fact he is he is brushing up two goalkeepers against each other like this, and and sort of saying, "Oh, I love them both. They provide two two different options for me in goal. One is your goalkeeper, and one is your substitute." Who, goalkeeper. who are you starting? Who am I starting? Yeah, going to my head. Go on. I'm gonna say Ramsdale for shot stopping. Oof. I I I didn't think there was anything wrong with him last year as well. I think he did a good job last year, and I think he's fairly hard done by. But I don't think there's as much. You can't really read into a goalkeeper that much, you know. I don't. Mm. I, I. I don't really rate the whole pass out from the back, Lark. Um, that a goalkeeper has to be good with his feet. If he's a good goalkeeper, he's secure in goal. He he's very good under the high ball. Um, I think that's all you want from your goalkeeper. You want a safe pair of hands. So the so this whole pass out from the back, uh, narrative that is being built with Arsenal, um, since David Roy came in, it says I, it all about Arteta. I I don't think I don't think he has it in see, him. To, so he doesn't have it in him to to win a league. He said reason. something on Saturday actually. It was in an interview after the game. And it was about Ramsdale, and he got really fucking cheeky. With with oh, that's um, my big problem with him as well. He's a cheeky fucker. He hasn't won anything, and he's and he goes. And he has. He's won an FA Cup against Chelsea in the final. The COVID Cup, all that. Um, it's still more than what Chelsea won against Arsenal in the past years. So to be fair, isn't have, it? Uh, well, what have, Ars- have, have Arsenal won anything in Europe? No, but that was really, <laughs> that no, was really no, they haven't, Yeah, um, I I do think he's a bit of a cheeky fucker. Um, that interview was really poor after the game. I think he's he's kind of putting nails in Ramsdale's coffin needlessly, I think, because I think Ray was injured on the weekend, wasn't he, as well? So that's why Ramsdale started. Oh, so he's going to get to a part where Ramsdale could be injured and he might have to call upon him. So remains to be seen, but I, I think Arsenal are sitting pretty at the top of the minute and I do really rate them at the minute, I have to say. And we move on to the Sunday game. Da, 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 da. Spurs 1, Aston Villa 2. It is the history of the Dottingham. But even I Emery man is doing such a good job. I, I think this Villa side can go far this season. Good evening. Good evening. Um He's Aston Villa now in fourth, by the way, level on points of Liverpool. Which is I, I think it's quite an achievement for them so far. They're in their their Martin O'Neill Barclays era Adam. Oh man, I missed that. I missed that. We should start a retro Premier League years podcast, I think. Yeah. I think that would the team change should be uh, what 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 was that song? Because you make me feel, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you make me um, in our smile by Texas Curran. That's the tune you're thinking of. Um, Jeez, it's fairly niche. It is. I I love man. Premier League years. Like, I I could write a book about the Premier League years. That's that's how much I appreciate vintage Barclays. The Premier League is much different now. Uh, for the worst, I think as well. But um. Yeah, Aston Villa man, they're they're doing really well. This Watkins up front man 
is is firing on all cylinders. He's doing so well. Um, Ange Postecoglou Spurs are doing a very poor job on defending their league title that they won in October. Um, as I said, find themselves in fourth. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. Um, Spurs have fallen apart in a matter of games. They really have. And, I and who, who, who fucking started it? That's what I want to know. Who started the capitulation of Spurs, of Tottenham? Who started it? To be fair now, it was themselves that did it. It was Chelsea. <sighs> they injured They injured one of their best players all season. Romero took off. Hamstring injury. And they suspended two of their players. Yeah, ah, come here. <laughs> and now they've lost the last three games. The um, That game was... I'll never get the praise Postcoglio got after that game. For defending the high line. Mm. Against the Chelsea team who literally just have pace going forward. Yeah. Like Sky Sports put out a tweet like um even down to nine men, spores won't change. But I, I think that's very poor tactical management. I think if you're down to nine men, surely you fucking sit in, absorb the pressure and then yeah. try and break. He should have took a leaf out of Jurgen Klopp's book, Adam. Yeah, but Kieran, that yeah, gets your results though. No, that's my point. I'm so, not saying it in a spiteful way, I'm just saying it. Well, no, you are saying it, you're saying it in a, <laughs> in a, in a contrary way, like most things. Um, oh. But I thought, I actually really thought that was poor management there. I thought the game against Wolves, I thought Wolves really played well and, and got what they deserved in that game. And then this game, the same, I thought Villa were fully deserved in the three points. Yeah, but what does it say about Spurs that other teams are playing well against? I think that's, that shows their vulnerabilities. Um, Especially when they get a few injuries, that that would yeah. be the problem I'd have if I was a sports fan. I think fan. they're missing your man Mickey Van de Ven. He was good for them. Yeah, and Romero. Yeah. To be fair, um, when you're starting a game with Emerson Royale and Ben Davis at centre half, that's that is not good. <laughs> Brazil, yeah. by the way, had their worst having their worst uh, World Cup campaign, and Emerson Royale starting right back from. <laughs> yeah, says it all. <laughs> and by the way, Darren Nunes carrying on in that cam- that campaign in the South American qualifying. Has the most goals and assists. Thoughts on I, that? I don't think I mentioned Uruguay once, Adam. No, I, no, I did. Yeah. I did. No, I'm just, I'm just making you aware. Yeah. Now, Spurs, I think, are back where they belong, and I'm, I'm happy to an extent. And but, man, I think the capitulation is going to continue. I, I, yeah. I can see. I'm going to. I make, can't say again. I'm going to make a vast claim here, and I'm going to say Go Chelsea on. are going to finish above Spurs this season. Who else said that? Someone else said that the other day. Um, I can see. Aston Villa. What do you, what what do you think about Aston Villa? Just I I I think this side like this Premier League man is mad, and with the fact that there's five teams getting European football, Champions League football, I think Unai Emery's Aston Villa can be one of them. Yeah, Easy. well at this stage there's a bit of gapage forming mm. between Spurs and the other team as in Newcastle. Newcastle. Um, yeah. So who who do you think's in contention for those five spots at the moment? Who who who's who are you looking at? If you ask me right now. As Killian Pape nearly scores. Oh, oh sorry. Oh my god, that was really close from Pape. Kieran, I don't want to. I don't want to explain what noise he made there. Um, I was watching. It was really good by Mbappe. By the way, he gets it here. Shows share off the ball. Good save by Pope. Pope, we haven't got a home for the second shot now. In fairness, but it's a lovely turn by Mbappe. Um, strictly watching football there, by the way. Top five, yeah. Strictly watching football. <laughs> top five, Kieran. End season, no particular order. Uh, Liverpool. Man City, Arsenal, Aston Villa, Newcastle. That's the top one. Right. Yeah. So you don't think United gets near? No. Right. I think United are... I think United are coming soon. 
Yeah. We move on to them. We will. Yeah. I was about to say, um, they're going on the radar. They're doing very well. 3 0 against Everton. Um, a really bleak Everton side. That was a really grim game of football on Sunday, I thought. Oh, it was poor. Um, but do you know what? I do think Everton missed a lot of chances. And I do think that this United team did very well to come out three points at Goodison. I, yeah, yeah. And, and given the circumstance in Goodison with the kind of protests and stuff, um, I just, uh, man, I'm not being smart when I say this. I still think United are, are really bad. Like I, I, I don't look at them. Again, same thing that I was saying about Arsenal, and obviously it's different Arsenal because they're top of the league. Like I don't look at this United side and go, "Well, like uh, I don't know if I'm being biased here. Maybe I am." Well, I feel they, the same. They don't. Yeah, but Kieran, that, that that's fair enough. But like facts are facts. Like Salah's still one of the best players in the league. I know you're gaslighting me here. <laughs> Salah's one of the best players in the league history. <laughs> they're Dijk. playing the exact same way United played on Sunday. They're not though, Kieran. Um, that, that's very false. United, by the way, sort of battling down the hatches and, and almost conceding to Dom Calvert Lewin. Uh, multiple occasions. Mm. It was very. I thought Lewandowski was very good. I thought he had a good game, but like the problem Everton have in general, man, is and it's it's the hardest thing to do in football. But it's to put the ball in the back of the net. That's that's the fucking problem they have. And yeah. I, I I think when you're playing how they play defensively, you're always leaving yourself vulnerable to being spanked like the way they were. And again, I'm probably not being very complimentary. United fans look at this United team current and say they're not good. So if I'm saying that, it's not particularly a bad thing. Um, Martial gets on the score sheet. He loves the goal against everything. He took his goal well. Um, but I suppose the big talking point is Garnacho's goal. Um, I'm going to go out on the limb here and say a taller goalkeeper saves that. A taller goalkeeper says. <laughs> How tall do they have to be? Six foot four. Um, I don't know what height Pickford is, but taller than what Pickford is. <laughs> uh, I thought it was one of the best goals I've seen. I didn't even watch a lot of because I, I knew it would be a grim game, but <laughs> uh, it was one of the best goals I'd seen in a while. Yeah, that's great. Um, from that far out, it was a really nice goal. Definitely seen better. <laughs> to be honest with you, Sterling's goal on Saturday was better, but oh, geez, yeah, that won't get talked about because they lost four one, but. Um, it definitely wasn't better. <laughs> um, uh, it was very good. A very good technique from Garnacho. And um, eight minutes added on here. Is that eight minutes added on? It is. In, it's a, it's in a Paris. great. It's a great three points. I think for United. I, I think that like Everton fans were in that humour where they're sort of us against the world. Um, mm. Like the rele- we're getting relegated humour. You know that they had mm. a few seasons ago with Lampard. Well, it's um, it's because it's because of, yeah, it's because of the deduction as well. Yeah, which I so. like. I don't know whether it's fair or not. Like I think we've discussed it before. Mm. Um, yeah, like if everything get relegated and they have the new the new stadium, it's gonna be, it's gonna be an empty new stadium, which is grim, and that's that's the reality of it. Um, but yeah, look, a good result for United. Um, your goal of the weekend, Kieran. My goal of the weekend. I'm, I'm giving it to Garnacho. There's only one. To be fair, there's only one. <laughs> we got, I, I thought you were going to give it to someone else. So I was going to give it to Watkins, but... I was like, going to give it to Sterling. Don't <laughs> 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 um, shameless. Your god of the weekend, Kieran? M. Ferguson. Ferguson? Wow. Ferguson. After slating him last week. He, he's overrated, but he, he, he carried Brighton there at the weekend, right. so I have to give him his flowers. I'm going to give my god of the week to Trent Alexander-Arnold. 
Um, oh, handball, oh. surely referee. Oh. Surely this is going to go to VAR. Well, he's gone to the monitor. He has gestured for the monitor. Newcastle are 1-0 up here in Paris. I have no commentary gigs clear on until February, so this is my fix for the minute. Um, he's having to get a pat on the back there from Teo Hernandez as he's going to the monitor. This is crazy stuff, man. It hits his chest and then his arm. Just, there's nothing he can do about that, man. Although, I think the referee's going to give it. I think he's going to give it. He's going to give it. Is he going to give it? And he's given the penalty. Oh, my God, man. This is my problem against Toulouse as well, Kieran. This is my problem against Toulouse. The referee is after giving the penalty here. Dembele chips it up onto Livermento's stomach and oh. then his, his elbow. That is ridiculous. This is shocking. Um, it's almost like you played for the penalty. Yeah. Killing Mbappe against Nick Pope. Mbappe! And he puts it in. And PSG have levelled in the dying moments of this game. And I feel Newcastle have been fucking shafted here, man. Not gonna lie. This fella Ronaldo is a cod. Our cod of the week this week is. I don't want to read it. From the Fulham Road. It's Reese James. Um, he got sent off against Newcastle. He hasn't completed three games in a row for Chelsea in the Premier League since December 2021. I, I haven't seen Trent three which, games Which is row. unbelievable. Since he goes on. Um, conceded four, or conceded three against Man City the other week in 63 minutes. Gets sent off this week after conceding Dope three against Newcastle. Pocket. I think Chelsea were really poor in the day and I think Reese James encapsulated the Chelsea performance. And for that reason, Kieran, he is our God of the week. Right, Kieran. This podcast has been easily one of our worst podcasts. Starting off the the hundred and one episode uh, greatly, and um, the road to two hundred begins now. But um, we are going to move on now, Kieran, to get it out. Sponsored as always by Alberto Alberto Moreno. That's right, Kieran. Um, Liverpool legend, Villarreal Europa League winner against Man United in the final. And we're going to start off, Kieran, this week. With Gary Vav, who says, any Chris Kindle suggestions? I suppose it depends. I on think what no, novelty, is. novelty stuff is always good, Gary. Mm. I think you're you're looking at you're looking at, at that sort of section. Mm. If it's Chris Kindle, it's it's obviously a low budget gift. So yeah. I think novelty stuff is always appreciated. What would you get, Gary Vav, for Chris Kindle? Something stupid like a portly or something like that. Okay. Something, something, a whole portly? Uh, no, not a whole portly, but like a practical joke, you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so fake portly. <laughs> um, I'd say, Kieran, a good like novelty is correct. I find a Christmas in general, something that comes from the heart, is what's best. I gave you a birthday card today, and it's. I was said, about to say. Yeah. Something um, like that. The present he gave me, Kieran, was a cure T-shirt. Gary says, what footballer would you name your first child after? I think I know your answer. N'Golo. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, I remember you said this before. I think Rory, Rory has dibs on it though, so I might name it. Well, him. he has got a woman as well, Kieran, so he has a bit of catching up <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. 
But you're hardly going to have a kid without a woman, are you? Like, uh, that's, <laughs> not, that's not how it works. I'm naming my first child Eden. 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 Uh, after Eden Azza. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, you see, I, I want to name my my child. Uh, I, want, I want to have my child have a practical name. You know, like, I love the name Divock because Darwin. <laughs> Darwin. Da- there we go. There's your answer. Darwin um, Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> I want my I want my child to have a practical name. Like Divock isn't really practical, you know. Divock so I Leonard. probably would go with Darwin. Darwin, Darwin yeah. Adam Leonard. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my first child will be named Darwin. Darwin is he? Um, Gary says, What's the best goal you've seen? Scored against your own team. Oh, well. Oh, by far, Iniesta, uh, 2009 Champions League semi final. Uh, oh, that was a great goal. Second leg, yeah. I really enjoyed by that. By far. Um, I'm going to say Gareth Bale's goal in the Champions League final. I don't think there's yeah. much. Yeah, overhead. The overhead kick, kick I don't think yeah. it's much better than that. When is the next OnlyFans football trip? Kiron. In Bruges. The In Bruges special. Potentially Fe- featuring Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson also coming on the trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in they're, con- coming, they're coming with us. I'm in contact with their agents, so uh, we're going to hopefully meet them over there. Uh, Gary says, "Is Kobe Mano the second coming of Christ?" Who's that? Midfielder for um, Manchester United. Never heard of him in my life. Yeah, he's he's only a young lad. He's good now, to be fair. I think. Oh, is that the? Yeah, I think I know. He I, actually had a very good game. He cleared it off the line. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah good. he was good. Yeah. Um, Kieran, you have questions from Phil Mangan. Yeah, Phil Mangan competing with Gary this week says, "What was one shop you were glad to see looted last week?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I let you answer, Adam. I'll tell you what shop wasn't looted. Eason's. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, Kieran. I was glad the vape shop got looted. The vape shop got yeah. looted. Yeah, did it really? The, the fucking pose and vapors. Just have a smoke like a real yeah, person. Have <laughs> <I> a <was, yeah. laughs> um, a real human being. Was that actually looted? <laughs> I actually don't think so. I'm, <laughs> I'm surely making. I hear the folks looting a vape shop. Like, do you know what I mean? You get some Tough great times. Uh, great elf bears. Um, I don't know, Karan. I don't really condone the looting per se. But do you condone vaping, Adam? No, I don't condone that. Either. Well, there you go. So you do condone looting. Adam I'm Leonard condones... condoning the... a looting a vape shop. Well, I don't know <laughs> if that actually happened. Well, if you don't condone vaping, then there's nothing wrong with looting a vape shop, is there? Well, there's a lot wrong. There's people's livelihood that's sake like... <laughs> so there's a lot wrong with it. Uh, Phil Mangan, I think he got himself a new jacket, Karan, didn't he say that? Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, shit, new yeah. pair of shoes. <laughs> but unfortunately, his other pair of shoes have been uh, they're, being, they're being investigated by the <laughs> by the Gardaí now, scanned for DNA. Oh god! But um, Phil also asks, "What's your your mm-hmm. controversial item that is a must on a Christmas dinner plate?" Oh, like is there a controversial item? I think there is. Like some people would like a Brussels sprout, for example. Keep it, not yeah. me. Well, I love I love a Brussels sprout. Okay, yeah. So you, there's my controversial. Oh, is that controversial? Yeah. Uh, I love a pig and blanket. So a sausage with a piece of bacon wrapped around. Yeah. Roland says, did Darwin Nunes call Pep Baldiola or Fraudiola? 
I think I I think that was a hair dispute. That was a dispute over. It's funny you say that. I yeah. I, I don't know what it was over. Uh, Jurgen Klopp said he doesn't know either because they were shouting Spanish experimentalists at each other. Something so, something to do with him being bald. I think. Yeah. That's why I, I potentially I, I hope it's that now personally. I, I like if it was anything else, to be disappointed. Um. Well, I, I, that's, that's a ridiculous. That's call. a ridiculous, ridiculous yeah. call by the referee. Um, pressured into it, I'd imagine. But uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I'm actually curious to know what they were arguing about because I can't remember a part of the game where like some conspicuous happened with Nunes or Guardiola. Yeah, do you know? Uh, well, I guess we'll never know them. That's the thing. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure we might know at some stage. <laughs> like, is it a case we'll never know? Like, is it? I don't think it is. Well, he's shouting in Spanish. Only Klopp knows what he said. Pep Guardiola knows what he said. Darwin Nunes knows what he said. Klopp doesn't speak Spanish. So you have the case where two people know what they said, that each other said. So it's up to them whether you know or not. I'm, I'm glad you gave me... Uh... An analytical view of that there. Uh, Klopp heard what they said. Nunez speaks Spanish. Guardiola speaks Spanish. Klopp does not speak Spanish. That's literally what you just said there. <laughs> Dave says, who sentenced daddy and what does he do? He makes goujons for the race. He does make goujons. He's a lovely man as well. We've met the man before. When will United unveil the most informed team in the league over the last five games trophy? <laughs> oh, that, was good. that got me that, that popped me um, it, it is it is food for thought though their form will end when they come up against Chelsea like every team's form ends I, is that true though yeah I don't know Spurs Man City <laughs> Mark Sweeney says other than Alejandro Garnacho, who has the most punchable face in the Premier League punchable mm. Hannibal Mabry yeah, yeah. Remember, he, remember his debut and he was just hacking at people. Even Gary Rem- Neville's giving when him. he scored. Yeah, he felt like that. Don't sell this little fucker. Yeah, you dick. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> to quote, to quote Gary Neville. Um, <laughs> shut up, you dick. Um, for me, it would be Romeo Lavia for turning Liverpool down. But I'm sure he's a lovely fella. Like. Alton Corky says, which players slash clubs have the best nicknames? I'm, got, I'm back in FC Clones. Kulch Cafu for Benno Schmitz. Um, I'm going to say the Welch Javi for Joe Allen when he played for Liverpool and Swansea like way back when. That's what Brendan Rodgers, Brendan Rodgers used to call him. The Welch Javi. It's a, I think it's a South American player of sorts. Well, I loved, I loved like the Welsh wizard for Gareth. I love alliteration in football, like the Welsh wizard for Gareth Bale when he was with Spurs. Um, it always comes back. The to magic Wales, man, Messi. Magic man. The magic man. Yeah. Um, Alton says, "Are football club teamed bedsheets a yay or nay, or do they just have an acceptable age range?" I'd say no matter what age you are, it's it's an absolute uh, nay for me. I'd say it's an absolute yay. Why? Do you have Chelsea covers? The women love it. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> um, they run out the window every time they see it. Alton says. Alton so <laughs> <Alton> says. <laughs> after another week of controversy, do the Barclays Premier League head honchos just hate wolves? Um, no. No. Everybody hates but, wolves. 
I, I don't know, man, if, it was, if they're that bad. Other than the fact that Fulham should have been two down, which isn't good enough in essence. Like, if they're two players sent off, then Wolves probably go on to win the game. But as far as the penalties go, I didn't really have a problem with the penalties. Do you know? No. Um, I think it's the fact they've been fucked over so many times. He's probably just annoyed at the other ones, you know. That's that's essentially. It's the human emotions, you know. Yeah. Uh, Alton Corgi says, How come Trent has his own mural, but Reese James doesn't? His own mural? Mm. On What do you mean? He has a mural of him in Liverpool. Does he? Yeah. Well, I was... Well, all I know is the Chelsea Stadium Tour is a lot better than the Liverpool Stadium Tour because they didn't show me the Trent mural. Yeah, but it's because it's outside the stadium. <laughs> it's like in, it's around the Anfield area. Like, Yeah, they didn't show it to me. In the yeah, because it's not in Anfield. Well, they show us everything in Sanford Bridge. Yeah, but they didn't show you a Reese James mural. Uh, to answer Alton's question, it's because mm-hmm. Trent Alexander-Arnold is twice, maybe three times the player that Reese James is. Um, Craig says... Still can't defend. Can we bring Neither can reach James Crown? <laughs> uh, he says, Can we bring the boxing match between Azzy and Cran forward to episode 150? Live stream it too, please. Um, I want to bring it forward man, now. I feel like people <laughs> actually want us to have a fight. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to fight you, Adam. No, I'd love to dig around. <laughs> you, you would you would find it hard put it that way <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't be able to catch it that'd be my problem but if I did catch it you'd, you'd be done for that'd be my opinion on the matter right um, Craig says should CM Punk beat Seth Rollins at Wrestlemania 40 um, yes would be my answer Carol. he should but he will should. he I mean, it's all up to the big man upstairs. It's down to the people Vince running McMahon. the show. But it's not Vince McMahon's not involved anymore. It's all Triple H now. They say that. No, that's what's true, man. He it's, wouldn't have come back if Vince was still in charge. It's, it's a what's it called? Man, he literally would not have come a, back if Vince a was in charge. Puppet stay. It's not. He would not have come <laughs> back if Vince was in charge. Right, right, right. Um, Craig says, "What was a more iconic return, CM Punk to WWE after ten years, or Ronaldo to Manchester United after 12 uh, CM Punk all day although that's a great question although I, the I think buzz the, around Ronaldo was, was mad when it happened yeah it was yeah. yeah I think Ronaldo I remember being a just because I'm a football guy you know? yeah I remember being a minute man when it happened with Ronaldo Romano was like here we go <laughs> and I remember the email the meshes I was getting off United fans was like what the fuck I was on a golf course with lads United fans it was fucking mental yeah. um, Adam Fahey says would you rather be deaf or blind Neither preferably Both um, Why both? I want to see what it's like To be both deaf and blind Imagine being deaf and blind It'd be, it'd be grim man I, I, I feel for people like that Well if I'm one or the other Well Adam's asking the question If I'm one or the other I'd rather be both Why? Double trouble You know yeah, No I don't know That's why I'm asking why <laughs> There doesn't have to be any sense To the answer Adam this is the whole point of this, this segment. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I had to pick one, probably... Oh, fuck, that's so hard, man. I was going to say, if, if you're deaf, you can communicate through sign language and obviously, like, lip reading. But if you're blind, you can still, like, obviously speak. I think I'd prefer, so, if I'm being honest, I'd prefer to be deaf. Yeah, I think I would yeah, myself. It'd be easier. God bless them, man. God bless people who are deaf and blind, though. It's yeah. terrible. 
Um, Adam says, what's the biggest... Please stay down and listen to the podcast. <laughs> or see us. <laughs> Adam says, what's the biggest animal you could fight or you could beat in a fight? Um, Kieran. I reckon I could be a grizzly bear. Right. I'd love to take on a grizzly bear in a fight. I'd say I could in be... In peak condition. Really? Yeah. Well, I think... well, I feel like if I'm in peak condition, I can take it on. I think you'd have your arse hands, you know. <laughs> well, we'll find out. I'd like to take on a Baskin shark. I don't know. I think the Baskin shark doesn't have teeth, so I reckon I'd fancy you. Yeah, but like... You have teeth. That's what I'm saying. I, yeah. Like, I'd fight a Baskin shark on land. They wouldn't They wouldn't survive, like... <laughs> well, it'd be a bit of a mismatch then. What the hell? Adam didn't specify the terms of this fight. Do you know, it's not like... What animal could you fight underwater? Like, it's... I could take a Baskin shark as we live and breed right now. I'd take a shark, a Above great white land. shark. I think a great, great white shark would beat the shit out of you. <laughs> I don't think it has. <laughs> it doesn't have arms or legs, so I fancy my chance. Yeah, but it also weighs like three tons or something. I'd take it in water as well. Um, Adam says, what would you do if Kante was in your fridge? <laughs> I'd hug him. I'd give him a hug. <laughs> I think this is a slagging. Do you remember your man off TikTok? Um, your man off TikTok, Luke Bennett, who used to go, Get out! I think that's what he's slagging there. Cause right. I think that was the original TikTok was, What would you do if Kante was in your fridge? And he's like, Angola Kante, get out of my fridge! <laughs> get out of my fridge! <laughs> it was so weird. Um, Dermot Green says, Who's going to be the next Ireland manager? After Sedan, <laughs> does, st- <laughs> does a stint as interim. Um, Lee Carsley, probably. <laughs> Big Sam. Big Sam, man. I think it's going to be Steve Bruce. Genuinely. I love Steve either. Bruce and Neil. Do you know what? The more the, the more it gets closer, the more I, I like the idea of Big Sam or Steve Bruce in church. Oh, I don't know, man. Just I for really the vibes. I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, I really don't know, man. I, I, I'd be really worried if I was... Like I don't really care about the international setup that much, mm. so I don't really mind. But I'd be very paranoid if, if, if like looking at the managerial situation, if it's Neil Lennon, like it's gonna get worse. Like same, oh, a big Sam. I don't know, might galvanise the team. But I was actually chatting to someone at work today, um, and he agreed with me, Vladimir Petkovic. He fully did. He's like, we need to get someone like Trap Tony, and I was like, have you heard of Vladimir Petkovic? He was like. The old Swiss manager, and I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Yeah, that's who we should get." Right. So it was, I couldn't. Bl- I was actually pissed myself at the time. Um, Ben Casey says WrestleMania forty will be the greatest WrestleMania in years. Man, WrestleMania this year was pretty banging. To be fair, yeah. Shamo Gunther, Drew McIntyre, and yes, Snoop Dogg mm. in a three-way. Um, Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns. This year's WrestleMania is pretty busting. To be fair, um, but yeah, it will. I think Punk Rollins. Main event night one, Reigns and Rhodes. Main event night two, should be a good one, Ben KC. Shout out to your sister, as always, Ben, I hope she's doing well. Dermot says, Nightmare Football Blunt Rotation. Oof. What? It's nightmare Blunt. A Nightmare... Hold on. Dermot says, Nightmare Football Blunt Rotation. Nightmare Football Blunt... I don't understand the question. You, you know what you... Blunt Rotation is? No. You're doing a blunt rotation. I actually don't, I'm sorry. Passing a blunt around like a joint. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, a blunt rotation, so it can be one to four people. Yeah. One to five. Mm. Mm. 
I don't know. That's a good, a good question. As much as I love Gary Neville, I'd say he'd be one of them. He'd just start talking about geopolitics and get born. <laughs> and what it does to his brain. Mm-hmm. I'd uh, say Gary Neville, Richie Sadler. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And... <laughs> <laughs> Tara Maloney Marco Man <laughs> No John Gary Neville Me and you <laughs> uh, That makes me quite funny To be fair I'd say the weed Would have an opposite effect <laughs> <laughs> David says Best football related song Barry You'll Never Walk Alone Oh, do you know what I love? And it could be because we were in Milan, but Sarah PK Tiamo was, was great. Oh yeah, that's great. Oh no 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 oh no 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 Que yo confiose Sara Piqué Tiamo that's definitely up there. Um do you know that Chelsea chant you're on? No 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 not that one. It's um Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea that one. Or do you know the other one? It's Chelsea. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Adam. There's some of my favourites. Yeah, good. Uh, um, Owen Riley says, "What did Darwizzi say to Pep? Kieran, I want, I want you to speak some Spanish here." Hablo, hablo, Hispan. Hablo Hispan. Mm. I think he said to Pep Guardiola, uh, "Me muero de hambre." Memoria de hambre. Do you know what that means? <laughs> you know more than me. Yeah, do you know what that means? Is that what it means? No, no, it means I am starving. Right. That's what it means. Memoria de hambre. So you think, you think Pep was starving for a bit of Darwin? Uh, that's not what I was saying, but like, if that's what you think, fair enough. <laughs> I think that's a vast claim to make, but it's, you've made worse claims, so potentially. Um, Ian says, oh wow, Gary asked as well, best ever goal scored against the team you support. Um, I said we've answered this before yeah. Yeah. oh um, yeah we answered it earlier literally yeah. like yeah. 10 minutes ago um, from his cousin Ian says history 101 Winston Churchill was he a bollocks I think this is probably the easiest one he's given us <laughs> well it is and well, it oh well, for fuck's sake <laughs> yes is the answer because in, in one in one in one sense of the word Winston Churchill was a bollocks he was but in the worst sense of the world, it's what the West needed in a time of crisis <laughs> during the, the, the Second World War period. I think he was a very influential figure right. in it during that period. Um, so you think he was right on how he treated Ireland? Well, the thing about it is, that's not what I'm talking about. Adam. Okay. The thing about it is, I'm talking about the World War II period, where Neville Chamberlain <laughs> was very passive with the, with the Nazi Germanys. Okay? Right. And this guy, Churchill, comes in. And you know he, he's a bit more stern, a bit more oh, stick it up to them. Mm. You know he's still a bollocks though. Absolutely, but maybe he's the bollocks we need. What is he though? Just like the ones we have right now. Well, did you ever hear um, like English people say, "If it wasn't for us, you'd be speaking German." Yeah. Did you ever hear that? Would you rather be speaking German or English right now? <laughs> That's a good question, isn't mm. it? I'd rather be speaking Irish. Well, maybe there'd be some sort of German Irish dialect. Great. Mm. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, Churchill was a bollocks. Uh, Ian, last question of the day. Thanks be to God. Oh God. Ian says, if a movie was to be made on your life, who would be the actor portraying you? I'd like the I'd like the Great Cali to do it. The Great Cali, you know what? He's around about the same height, so. Yeah. 
probably could do it to be fair. Oh, there's Maurizio Sarri, do you remember him? Um, who would I want to play me? I, you see, I, I was told before, like this was when I was younger and I had longer hair <laughs> and I was slightly curly. How long was your hair? It was long-ish, yeah, it was long <laughs> enough. Not not like long, it was a bit curly, let's say. Right. But I was told I looked like Jonah Hill in 21 Jump Street. <laughs> I was literally about to bring up Jonah and, Hill. <laughs> and in Superbad, so I'd probably go with Jonah Hill. But Jonah Hill's jacked now, so unless I like have a, a glow-up, as uh, the gals say. I think it's coming, Adam. It potentially is. Yeah. I think 2024 20, is going to be my year, Karen. I, I agree. Um, so I'm going to say Jonah Hill. You're going with Ray Colley. Yeah. Right. Um, if you've made it this far into the podcast, God bless you, because that was definitely one of our podcasts. Let's, <laughs> let's leave it at that. Um, thanks, Mill, everyone, for joining us. As always, we do appreciate um, the love, Karen, don't we? Um, it's always appreciated. And yeah, thanks as ever for tuning it in. It is, Karen. Don't be so ungrateful. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Emil, for listening to the podcast this week. Christmas just around the corner, people. Christmas just around the corner. We have probably a few minor things. It's not going to be a mad Christmas campaign. We have uh, an episode of our best bits, as we usually do, our sexiest bits, girls, is what we've called them. We have a few unheard, unseen bits to go on there. So we will let you divulge in that. For better or for worse. For better or for worse. Um, so we'll let you divulge in that. Um and yeah, thanks Mill, 101 episodes, episode 9 of the season. Me and Dave having away days this weekend in, in Liverpool, so we plan on recording there too. Um, me and Kieran hope to be back next week as well. Um, thanks Mill, Kieran, for joining me as always. Yeah, have a safe and blessed week everyone. Yeah, and we'll leave it there so.